You're entering a dimension, not only of sight and sound, but of mind. It's pretty sexy in this dimension, if you might know. If you rationally guess. Hey, go ahead and kick back. Take off your shoes, you know. Loosen your belt. Maybe take off your pants. It's gonna get real fucking weird. You're entering the Twilight Zone Review. Phoenix West, the Twilight Zone episode review show. To the LIW Twilight Zone review. LIW The Twilight Zone review. Did I say that? I don't know. Fuck it. Who cares? I'm Phoenix West, your host. All right. So, today's episode, um, which I watched yesterday, right after I watched 108, the, uh, the one about the book and the classes and the shit like that. Anyway, it's Perchance to Dream, a title based on a Shakespeare thing. Anyway, here we go. Um, this is the first episode not written by Rod Serling, which is fucking weird. Um, he had that much of a tight control on the show. It's, he's, he's amazing. Anyway, it's in, it's, instead it's written by Charles Beaumont, who wrote a lot of episodes too. Um, little, it, it's a weird episode, but it's one that must have stu- stuck with people. It must have struck some sort of nerve, because it is basically like what happens in Nightmare on Elm Street. Because this guy comes in to a psychiatrist, and he's like, hey, I'm a... It's a Richard Conti as Edward Hall. And he, he's Edward Hall, and he's like, hey, there's a weird problem. And he's, they talk in vagaries for a while, because you can't just get to your point if you're in the Twilight Zone. I think that's the biggest symptom of the Twilight Zone, is talking in... They, the writers love to write very poetic, kind of, and by that I mean the writers of Lost do the same thing, where they, instead of answering your question head on, I'll go ahead and ramble on for about two and a half minutes or so, then I'll eventually get around to answering about maybe a third of your point. I'm not going to answer the whole thing. That would be ridiculous. I can't do that. But he goes in the psychiatrist and he's like, oh, doctor, you're not going to believe me anyway. It doesn't matter. I'm going to talk like that the whole episode. Uh, and then the... uh the psychiatrist is like, oh, just test me out. You know, you look exhausted, man. And then lay down. And then he lays down. And the, they make it very obvious what happens. I guess when you're watching it for the first time, though. I only knew this because I've seen this episode a bunch. I've seen like every episode of Twilight Zone a numerous times. So I knew what to look for. But he lays down and then the camera goes, kind of, it's moving in on his face. And the music gets all crazy. And then it goes black for a second. Like the lights start to flicker. And I'm like, and he died. That's where he died. And the rest of the stories. Uh, spoiler alert for this episode. Watch the fucking episodes before you listen to this, obviously. It's on Netflix. It's free. Oh, you dildo. Just like this show's free. Come on. Get your shit together, man. Uh, but he, he laid down and, and uh, proceeded to get killed by a music cue and some flickering lights. And yes, I do believe that is what killed him. That it signified. that Those didn't signify that he died. Those literally killed the man. Um... He, he kind of like jolts back awake and he's like, oh, I need to, uh, I, need to, I need to tell you my story. I'm compelled to tell you my story, doctor. He talks very much like this. And uh, I'm going to tell you my story. Oh, it's, I'm a, uh, I was born a while ago and uh, I had a very normal life, I guess. I guess I have a heart condition. And I was like, oh, okay. It just keeps rambling on. 
It does start at the beginning, I guess, I suppose. He's been awake for 87 hours, which is four days and nights, which I have done. He's having insomnia really bad. It's gone away as I've, as I've, as I've aged. You know, as I've gotten older, it's gone away. But when I was, I don't know, 19, 18, somewhere in there, I had, for a while, numerous years, I'm just saying, like, that was the worst part. I was awake just for days, could not sleep. And um, this problem, this guy's problem is insomnia. It's that he, he should, he, he think he says um, in this episode, I don't have it written down, but he goes, you mean you can't sleep? The psychiatrist, and he goes, no, it's doctor. It's not that I can't, it's that I mustn't. And I was like, people don't talk like that anymore. I mustn't. People nowadays would be like, I fucking can't, dude. Like, I will die. And that's what they'll say. Anyway, the psychiatrist, he goes, what do you know about me, doctor? What do you, what do you, what do you even know? And the doctor goes, not much. Only what your doctor sent over. His, his actual physician told him to go see the psychiatrist. And he goes, all I know is that you're 35 years old, single, no history of heart disease. And I'm looking at the actor, because it's zooming in on his face as he's saying, 35 years old. And I go, oh, no. Oh, no, he's not. He is not a 35-year-old man. The picture, if you go to IMDb, um, it is a picture of a close-up of his face. And if you think that man's 35, you are the most generous person in the world. You are too nice, to the point where it's a fault. You should, you should be the one seeing a psychiatrist. It is so, he is so not 35. And... Nowadays, you can go from 35 to this... I'll, I'll reveal his age in a second. Oh, fuck it. He's 49. The actor was 49 at the time. Which, nowadays, it's there's some, there's a lot of difference between 35 and 49. There really is. Can we stop lying to ourselves and there's not a difference? There's a fucking difference. Anyway, but it was really obvious back then when everyone smoked all the time. It was just a smoker's haven. They, you know, he... They just smoked all the time. They didn't ever take a break, and there's no filters in the cigarettes. But in, so it was hard living. They drink whiskey during the day at the office, and they did fucking quaaludes and shit. They just had hard lives. They just beat themselves up a little more. They didn't live as long, so they aged quicker. And he could not look more late fifties. He's forty nine in this. The actor he couldn't look more fifties. He looks so old. I'm gonna spend the rest of the episode talking about how old he looks. He's dead. He's not gonna know. It's it's fine, people. He died in seventy five. This is mean fifty nine. He was that old, and he died sixty five years old. So he uh, he's from New Jersey, but I don't know where uh, he's Italian. I guess it says anyway. He must have been really old to look that old. Is what I'm trying to get to. And fuck all if he's 35. I don't know anything. Um, they did this a lot back then. And it made me go, I'm not going to focus on his age anymore. I'm going to focus on the show and why they did this. Why choose the 49-year-old to be 35? Because the, the whole point of the episode is that he's not supposed to be old. It's supposed to be a young dude. It, this, it should be a young dude. 35 is not super young, but it's too young to die of like a random heart attack in your sleep. So 35 would have been fine. Um, 49 is too old. So go ahead and cast a younger actor. Like Shatner would have been about the right age. And if you're saying he's an over-actor, he's not good for Twilight Zone. Surprise, he's in a couple of Twilight Zone episodes, and he was a good actor back then. He wasn't overacting yet. He was, he was good. He was a good actor. But So why not fucking choose a younger goddamn actor? I don't get the point of casting an old man. I'm sorry, he was... 50 nowadays isn't an old man. Back then, it fucking was. It was so old. Anyway, 
choose a younger actor. I don't get the point of just, are they trying to like jerk the guy off and like, hey, well, you, like they wanted the actor more than they wanted the role to be 35. And they're like, hey, we'll make you 35 if you take the role. He's like, fuck yeah, I'll be 35. I'd love to. I just don't get it. Um, these, Edward is telling a story and he's kind of talking about his backstory, you know, and growing up and shit. And then he like takes, takes out a little mint to case and then gets some water and down some fucking speed. And the doctor is like sitting there watching him like, could not be more bored. He is the worst psychiatrist. He basically, all of the psychiatrist does in this episode is go, that seems perfectly normal. That doesn't mean you're crazy. I don't see the problem with that. Are you taking, is that how you've been staying awake? Like that's the one time he says something else. And, uh, but he's just sitting there telling his life story and he's like, oh, like he might as well, if this were nowadays, he'd be playing Angry Birds. Like, holy shit, dude, pay attention. You were the worst psychiatrist. Um, he explains that he has these like weird phobias and he could stare at a painting and see it move. And then he explains that he, he got this idea in his head and he admits that it's an idea and it can't be real, but it, he says his vision doesn't, he makes it real basically, his feelings. And then he had to heard the story. It's like the old urban legend about someone being in the backseat of your car and hopping up and strangling you and that old shit, you know? And uh, he's like explaining, like, you know, that happened to me. Not per se, but I thought it could. And that made it real. Like, he would stare in his rearview mirror and see somebody strangle him. And then he crashes his car. And he's like, my doctor said I can't survive another one. And then um, he's like, has there been another one? He's like, not yet. Until if I go to sleep. And then they cut to a carnival, like a dream sequence. And then there's this girl named, um, what the fuck's her goddamn name? Who knows? Maya. And then she's dressed as a cat. She's like a cat lady. It's like a weird carnival thing. Um, but she starts dancing. And the, well, first of all, the guy goes, he says this sentence. We know you're modest, but why should the people take my word for it? And she starts sexy dancing. I'm like, that is the opposite of modesty. Sir, he should be like, I know you're goddamn slutty. Why don't you show them how slutty you are, you slut? Like, that didn't make any sense. He was actually saying the opposite of what he meant to say. Bothered me. For an episode this carefully written with his long monologues and, like, clever speeches about whimsical growing up stories, I, I just, just, how do you fuck that up? I don't get it. Um, at this point, I'm like, oh, this is cheap. Like, all it is is him in his office talking to the doctor, and then him in this carnival talking to this girl, and there's, like, four extras. And I'm like, oh, shit, we're in a bottle episode. Um, it's very obvious. And if you're not aware of what that is, it's an episode where they save money for either, you know, they blew the wad early, or they're going to save it up for later. In this particular case, I think they used on the money on the episode previous. The... um the shit's the name of it, Time Enough at Last, because they had to build the apocalypse set, they had to just, you know, a lot of wreckage, a lot of hands coming in, just a lot of special effects and stuff, and I think that's where the money went, so they went, oh, we need to save some money, let's have a cheap episode at the same time, because, you know, they, they don't just do them one at a time, they show like this would we'll make them all at once, not all at once, but like, you know, overlap a few, so I think they're like, let's make a really cheap episode, and that's how we'll fix that problem. Um, and I get the purpose of bottle episodes. If you, if you're ever curious what shows have bottle episodes, Breaking Bad had one, the fly episode when he's just sitting in the, in the meth lab in the basement when he's working for Gus and he's just chasing a fly around and it's driving him nuts. That's a bottle episode. It's a fine episode. They usually do it when they reveal more characters and shit like that, like more about them and usually have an argument. Usually they're stuck in a room with somebody. 
Um, and him and Jesse were in there. I don't know. It was, it was, it was a fucking totally a bottle episode. And but there's a um, what was I gonna say? My other example was a big one. The uh, Walking Dead. Walking Dead is ninety percent bottle episodes surrounded by awesome scenes of zombies and bit lots of acts, actors, characters, you know, um, extras and special effects, the cars, the, the CGI a lot now, but most of that show is a bottle episode, which is weird. It's like a bottle show almost. Um, especially with the fear of the walking dead. Holy shit. I'm, I'm doing a review show for both of those, like this one, like twice on here, but it's fucking, it is just all bottle episodes. Anyway, enough about that. Um, he the second dream sequence he uh he, she wants to take him on the roller coaster and he has and he's like all right let's go she's like you don't want to buy it. you're gonna go with me and he runs up first of all he ran away from her she came up to him and then she was in a different outfit and he didn't think that was weird but she was like three seconds later she's like dude you know let's go on this let's go on this and then he had to buy a ticket for for it and I'm like dude you're dreaming I guess it my, my original thought was. Dude, you're dreaming. Why pay for it? Just fucking go. And then I went, and I just realized right now, it's a dream. You're not paying for it anyway. Who cares if you pretend to pay for it? It's not real money. Who cares? So I guess I just, like, uh, conquered myself there, my past self with my notes. Um, she says, let's go on the roller coaster, this tunnel. It's soft, dark, and cool. And I'm like, if that's supposed to be sexual, I only want a vagina one of those three things. Well, I guess two. I don't, I don't, dark's weird, I don't, you don't notice dark, it's, it's a bit weird, soft, um, soft doesn't do it for me, I don't know, cool is the opposite of what I'm going for, are we fucking a dead body, I don't get it, it sounds like more like a dead body than a real live woman, <sighs> she gets on the roller coaster, and I'm like, God, she's like a roller coaster slut, she's just like a carny girl, she's fucking so into it, she's like ta taunting him, and it's fucking weird. And it cuts back to reality, you know, in the current time, and he's telling the doctor, and he's like, if I, and now it's all I know. And he, was, he started to have, like, a heart problem on the roller coaster, and that was 87 hours ago, whatever. And he woke up, and he he's like, if I go back to sleep, I'll wake up on that roller coaster, and I won't make it. And the doctor's like, well, that's, uh, that's crazy. He doesn't say that, but he, his face might as well say that. And then he goes, I got to go, doctor. Uh, you can't help me. And I'm like, why tell him the whole story? He's basically trying to keep himself awake, I think. Um, just something to do while he, so he didn't fall asleep. And he goes out in the office, the receptionist's office, and he goes, and it's Maya. It's the girl from the dream. And he's like, ah, and he backs away back into the office. And he's just like, oh, yeah, ah. And then he does a classic Twilight Zone thing where he jumps out the window, like face first out <laughs> the fucking window. And I'm like, this happens in another episode, but that episode is funnier. I'll, I'll, when we get to it, we'll get to it. Can't quite remember what episode it was off the top of my head. It was one of those, you're not my wife, like one of those things. Or, you're not my husband. And he's like, I, I am. I have his wallet right here. And nobody recognizes him. And then he, he's in the police office, and he just fucking dives out the window. It's so fucking funny. It's so out of nowhere. <laughs> but this one was like, okay, he just killed himself. But that other one I was mentioning, he just jumps out like the first floor and runs away afterwards. But this one, he just he's in a like an office building. He just goddamn dies, and then it cuts back to uh, re snaps back to reality, as Eminem might say. And the doctor, it's a close up of the doctor, and he's just sitting there staring at his couch where he laid down um, Edward Hall, 
And he's just like, hmm. Yeah. And he kind of looks like he's listening. He, he looks bored as fuck, having just watched a man die. Because that's the the twist in this, is that when he died, when he laid down, like I was saying earlier. Uh, this show's not about twists. I ruined him immediately. But he's just like sitting there, and he's like, hmm. Miss Thompson? Hey, Miss Thomas? Can you come in here? Huh. And then she's like, what? And he's like, this man's dead. He's like, yeah, he just laid down. She's like, but he just came in here a few minutes ago. He's like, yeah, I just laid down and goddamn died. That's the scream you heard a second ago. Because he screamed before he jumped out the window. But apparently, according to this, he screamed and then died while laying there. And even that scream and his sudden death wasn't enough to get this doctor to look interested, to stop staring into nothingness. He, so that means he screamed. He was like, ah! And then the doctor's like, hmm, what was that all about? Like twiddling, like playing with the lace on his shoe, just like fucking bored. Hmm. What am I have for lunch? Maybe I'll go to like Gino's or something. I don't remember pizza. I had pizza yesterday. Maybe like uh, Indian food. I don't know. Like there's a fucking doing nothing, just staring at him. And I'm like, holy shit, you are the like the worst. It's like an Inception wrap up thing where. Oh no, that's. Uh, Rod Serling does like an Inception wrap up. Sorry, my notes are vague. The, he does like a. Uh, a man can live and die in a few seconds in a dream. It's very weird. Nobody knows how they work. And I was like, ooh, that's like Inception. Like, he's like, a man can live his whole life in a few seconds in a dream. I'm like, that's exactly what happens to Dom in, in Inception. And, uh, but they do a little more, more math in that, in that movie. Where it's like, the third level, and, and the time is this, and you gotta... That means you're there for uh, 600 years, but really, it was 30 seconds in real... Like, oh my god, okay, yep. And you just kind of ignore the time thing. But this one's just like, an idea. I don't know. I liked it. It's simple. Anyway, that's the end of this episode. So um, thanks for listening to Perchance a Dream. An episode not by Rod Serling. Uh, anyway, um, check out loiteringinwonderland.com. Check that shit out. Um, it's fun. I got a lot of podcasts on there. I'm going to keep ducking like this guy. Got a lot of podcasts on there. Um, we're all on iTunes, Stitcher, and YouTube. It's all on the website. Click on the Find Us thing. All the shows have different links. It's very easily laid out for you. I'm I'm an idiot, and I laid it out for idiots. Um, I'm a computer idiot, I should say. Uh, it might work either way. Anyway, check it out. Comment. Um, Facebook.com slash loitering in Wonderland. I keep stumbling. I, I should have came up with a simpler name. That's why I started doing the LIW. Anyway, um, Instagram and Twitter, LIW Podcast. Easy to find. Easy to find. Drop me a line. Drop me a question. Any episodes you want me to talk about more specific questions for episodes coming up, send me an email. I'll answer it in a later show at loiteringinwonderland at gmail.com. The first at was not necessary. I forgot I was doing an email. Loitingwonderland at gmail.com. Not Gmail. Oh my god, I am the worst announcer for stuff like this. I'm pretty good about rambling on about TV shows and movies, but holy shit, I can't... I'm not even reading it. I'm just saying it. I still fuck it up. Loitingwonderland at gmail.com. Thank you, citizens, and so long. You are now leaving a dimension not only of sight and sound, but of a comedian rambling about a 45-year-old show or some shit like that, however the math works out. You're seeing a signpost up ahead. 
This is so long, citizens.